I would never have done that if I knew that you were coming there. What? <laughs> Go get your ball. We have a match to play. And you have to score a goal. Because you are a goal getter. So, um, our story today we have a short story for you named Goal Getter by Telemazes and Yauche Delsan as usual. So, we have avoided introduction, we have avoided forward, we have avoided dedications, we go straight to the first episode. So, episode one. She came into my room. She did not knock, as usual. We are traveling to the village a week from today, she said. I had this great urge to stand up and shout, Village? No, I'm not going. And then I would rant my reasons. But surprisingly, I said nothing. I merely looked at her. She too must have expected something like that because she did not leave immediately. She stood back as if waiting for me to react, talk, speak. Then she left. I hissed a long hiss. Gone at those days, village was sweet. When we would never agree to miss going to the village every holiday. Those days when we were younger, I used to visit the Odara tree. It was a cherry tree beside my great grandmother's grave. The Odara fruit was very sweet in particular. We call it Odara fruit, but it's actually called cherry. Many children used to share stories of how the Odara fruit used to fall down for them when they visited the tree alone. But I had been no lucky, because every time I visited the tree alone, no Odara fruit used to fall for me. This particular day, I sat under the tree and waited for an Odara to fall for me. I even sang song for the Odara tree to fall. But he didn't. I stood up and looked at the tree. I wanted to pick a stone and throw at the Dara. But someone from Elugu had warned me that it was an abomination because according to him, Dara symbolizes children. But in my village custom, there was no abomination like that. I looked around and found a long stick. I snied and picked the stick. I was small. I wasn't tall enough to pluck one Odara. So I dropped the stick and signed. If only Odara will agree to fall for me, I mumbled. If only. Just then I heard BAM! Something heavy fell from the tree. That must be Odara, I screamed. And without looking to know what fell, what fell, I ran to the place. I did not see Udara, but I saw something mysterious. I did see the Udara. I did see the Udara. Yes, I did see it, but I saw something mysterious beside it. The image gradually formed shapes in my eyes. And my optic nerve could tell my brain what it was. And then I recognized it. 
it was a long long tough skin dark yellow colored yellow line colored in an unarranged manner it was not dead it was alive it moved to me slowly I looked at the daughter beside it but fear won't let me pick it I shouted I ran snake python serpent I shouted confusedly as I didn't know which one it was children of my age and younger ones came to see and afterward cried and shouted I ran to call their older ones children older than me with about two or three years came and killed the python I watched as they buried the python's body, sep body part separately. They shared the Odara beside the snake among themselves and ate. I envied them. Soon after, it became windy. Children like me cycled the tree waiting for Odara to fall. The wind blew down plenty Odara fruits. I picked four and I went home to wash them and eat. Other children don't wash it, wash their own. They simply eat it like that. But mom taught us to always wash fruits like that before we eat them. Though they always laugh at me each time I'm washing my own dark fruit. It started raining just as I was done with eating my odara. I watched as our neighbor's children dashed out in the rain naked and danced. I envied them. Mom won't let us do that. For me, she was too civilized. I looked around the house. Mom wasn't at home. She was with her neighbor down the road discussing about work and transfer. For the woman was our workmate. My other sister was busy in the kitchen. Just before I could make a move, my younger brother came to me. Came to me. Nye, Mom is not at home, he said in Igbo. Then, without wasting time, he stripped himself and joined the children in the rain. I joined him. Outside, after stripping myself too, my nine-year-old arms spread wide on the air like an angel. Everyone playing corner, corner, corner. I chanted with the kids as I ran around too. I had played. And I played. It's been long I played. It's been long I played top play. It's been long and danced and danced. I had planned to do that for a while and go back home and wash my clothes before mom come back, comes back. But I got carried away by the phone. The feeling I very thought as mom deprived us of such childhood pleasure. The feeling so intense that makes me feel like there is a sugar in between my heart. A never-ending sugar which only deprivation could end. At the time, I stopped running around. I stood at the place and jumped up and down as rain dropped on my forehead. I tried to make the water fall into my mouth. Just then, I felt a sharp pain on my back and I heard a sound. Piam! It was a king. I turned. It was mom. She was with an umbrella. 
how the children stopped to rush us. I didn't need any further cane, so I ran into the house and dressed up quickly. My younger brother, Nito, was dressing up too, but he was already crying and screaming. My new mom will arrive soon, and if she sees that I'm not crying, she might think the, the, the cane did not pain me enough and flog me again. So I faked my own cry, trying to scream louder than my brother, Nito. Mom came in early enough to catch us crying. But still, but still, she gave us three more lashes of the cane on our backs and we cried louder. And then she threatened to start afresh with the flogging if we don't shut up with speech. When she left, we cried in low tones. We cried till we slept.